0: Welcome. We trust you will be encouraged by this message from Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda
1: by Chavda Ministries International. Real love, real people, real power. As we begin this new year, there are certain fundamentals that we want to underline and in fact hover over them so we know that we know that we know and that they become part of you and part of me and part of the corporate church. It is an awesome time of the year. I'm praying as I speak this, as we speak it together, that these fundamentals will follow you the rest of the year and the year after that and after you that, that the Lord Jesus, who are we talking about? Who is the Lamb? It's Lamb, the Lamb of God is worthy. Who is that? That's Jesus. We see as John the Baptist, here a special anointing in a special place before God. He was the one chosen by God to declare that it was the greatest privilege to be able to declare from the Word, from the authority, from the throne of God, this one who is coming, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the whole world. Now I just want us to know today that you are saying that. I am praying from whatever background I have, you have, whatever the background we had, it doesn't matter what your father and grandfather, whatever heritage you had, you now have a new inheritance. You have, because of that, there's a covenant between you and the living God. And that is a most powerful covenant. It is something that has amazingly changed your identity and changed your inheritance. You have inherited, you are royalty. You are a priest and a king before our God. So as you come inside, your identity has changed. And something has happened, something awesome, something miraculous. And sometimes you may not feel like it, But the Word of God is the Word of God is the Word of God and it is the authority in the name of Jesus in the Lamb's authority and there is a scripture that I want to share with you about this authority. It says in Revelations 12 verses 10 onwards. We'll just do two verses verses here. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, boy. I mean, you must have a biggest megaphone in the universe because that sound reverberates throughout the heavenly realm. It says, now salvation. Say salvation. Salvation. And strength. And the kingdom of our God. And the power of his Christ. Have come. So what does it do? Say, for the accuser of our brethren you accuse them before our God day and night, has been cast down. So for you, this applies to you, to me, but also to your children from what I study in the Old Testament too. The power of the blood blessed the person from the family and then the whole family is blessed, is covered by, it says, salvation has come to your home strength has come and the kingdom of our god and the power of his christ have come and as we begun begin this new year i want to declare salvation has come to each of you salvation has come to your house and the kingdom of our god so the authority jesus is lord he has all authority we bow before him he has the name which is above every name So as he ascended, he had the awesome, most triumphant victory given anyone. And it's not just your victory, it's his victory. And not only his victory, but your victory. There is a transference in the covenant. And for me, of course, I was brought up many ways of certain love for movies because I was born in a foreign country called Kenya which was a British colony at the time that I was born and grew up there until I came to college here at the university uh, in the United States. But what happened in the meantime, I had the experience by God's mercy, totally supernatural, that he convicted me of my family, generations of Hindus. And yet, God's mercy showed me who is Jesus, and He loves you. He has died for you, and you are now. Your identity has changed. And I I literally remembered the early morning, you know, about around five o'clock, between five and six in the morning. I had been in the heavenly glory all night long, slain in the spirit. My head had hit the table, and I was somewhere else. Not. <laughs> I was in heaven, I was living light and love was all around me. And I, I received, I got on my knees. Somehow nobody was telling me, you got to do that. The, just revelation came. Get on your knees and accept Jesus. Reject all the past things. So in that event, I broke every kind of emotional, spiritual curse, any kind of physical curse that would have related me to my ancestors. They were good people, but they had not been washed in the blood of Jesus. So I remember one of the other things well, there were I would I loved Western movies, especially when it talked about the Lord, it showed, and I said, My goodness, nobody told me about this. And it was I remember the some of the first scenes for Ben Hur, and I remember. The movie, uh, The Ten Commandments with Moses. And I was, the truth, these are some of the first times I was, these things, truths were shared. And I said, wow, how exciting. I have, my identity has changed. I was a little bit shy about accepting my father, my grandfather. Generations were Hindus. But now that has changed. Your identity in the same way has changed. I don't care what. The past happened, what mistakes were done. And I'll tell you, I think both of you will able able to raise your hand if I say, um, do you know, were there any mistakes made by your grandfather or grandmother or your great-grandfather? And, and believe me, we would be ra- all raising our hands. Yeah, Lord, we messed up here. We messed up here. We, we needed to be forgiven here. But the, nothing washes you, cleanses you, except the blood of the Lamb. And it says that that's, it's awesome, the truth. Salvation has come. Strength, the kingdom of our God and the power of Christ has come. It has made you what? For the accuser of the brethren, you accuse them before our God day and night has been cast down. And ergo, therefore, they overcome him. We are overcomers. Say, overcomer. Say, I'm an overcomer. overcomer. As this new year starts, I confess. I I am not defeated. I am am victorious. I victorious. I I am an overcomer. So this is, I'm labeling you. You are an overcomer. This year, this new year as we begin, I am confessing. Your children are overcomers, wherever they are. Your grandchildren are overcomers. And so I have been given a new identity. There is an incident that's one of my favorite Westerns to watch for a long time. This, this came out, I think, almost in the weeks as Bonnie and I were about to get married many years ago, that uh, one of my f- most favorite movies came out called the outlaw Josie Wales. And <laughs> I loved its simple truths that it had. But among them is that his they're finally in a place in somewhere in Texas. Uh, it was lost, all the territory, and they're reclaiming it for this one family. Uh, and then some of their servants are captured by... Uh, Indian tribe that, I mean, American, Native American tribe, I would say, uh, that they were they were captured. They will use them like pre- previous prisoners. So they're all buried in the sand and only their heads are looking out. And then Josie Wales rides in. Uh, and you, I mean, just the way they put him, I mean, he has authority. And no one can count. You know, oppose him. I mean, he had just such authority, and the chief, who is one of the best uh, pictures of a Native American chief that in those days, uh, 150 years ago. or So, but uh, he has authority also, and they they talk just briefly, and basically, Josie Wells says they are under our my covering. You have captured them. Basically, if I could summit them. And they make, they, they make an agreement, and basically they make a covenant. If you realize it, then they the chief makes a cut on his palm and Josie Wales, Ergo or I.e. Clint Eastwood <laughs> makes a cut on his palm and they shake hands. So now the blood of Josie Wells has mingled with the blood of the chief. And whatever is belongs to the chief belongs to Clint Eastwood now, or Josie Wells. And whatever is Josie Wells belongs to the chief. They have done something awesome. They have made a covenant. And in fact, they have made the deepest, most awesome covenant most important covenant or agreement that you can make in the universe it's a blood covenant say blood covenant and here in this reference and then you find many many references about salvation and the kingdom of God and our identity who we are I am a priest before God that's what the word says in First Peter and Second Peter, and from all of those words, that I'm a child of covenant, blood. It's a blood covenant, most important, awesome covenant. And in that, we are pulling down strongholds. Every stronghold, the enemy may be accusing, he's guilty of this, and uh, God the Father says, what curse that. Is a child of God. He has made a covenant. In fact, he received Jesus and he was baptized. And what a baptism is part of the picture of someone who's not got a new identity. You can't judge that person from previous actions. He is a child of the blood covenant and all the promises of God. Because he has inherited now. Through the blood covenant. Those promises belong. Every promise that belonged to Jesus. Now belongs to this child of God. He is of a different race. So we all. Doesn't matter where we come from. Whether you come from Kenya. Or whether you come from Bolivia or, or Brazil. By the way people from Brazil are watching us here. And. People, quite a number of nations are watching us. Some, they keep in touch with us. We know we need to pray for them for certain situations. And pleading the blood is one of the biggest things we can do for ourselves and our children. Wherever I don't know if once they're grown, they go away. But you know what? The blood coming and it is active. You can pray in the name of Jesus and plead the blood of Jesus over your children, over your grandchildren, and there is authority there. It is not just, we are not blabbing something. This is some of the most powerful confessions we make. So I am, we are claiming, with well, today, as we do, uh, when we take communion, we pleading the blood of Jesus. Just as anyone who belonged to Joseph Wales House had the promises of the chief, and vice versa that if the, the chief got in trouble, all that uh, Josie Wales had and all his followers would have the advantage and would also come and help. So that's why we're talking about also angels coming. And I had one of the unique experiences of experiencing one of the biggest storms ever to come in history in 1970 Well, I was at graduate school. And that's where the biggest tornado came right where I lived in this little little poor apartment. But every window was shattered, and yet I I was exposed, and then an angel of the Lord, I couldn't see, but the force lifted me bodily and threw me behind this, uh, and covered me also. So I didn't feel violently, but put me behind this great big old couch and now the one corner of, of a glass that had split, uh, that I, I, it cut me here. I still have the scar, And I think the Lord purposely let me have that so I could never forget where the angel of the Lord came. But these are some of our assistants. And the angels are there. And we can, as we remain in prayer, I'm committing myself and I pray you will have the grace. As for me and my house, we are following the Lord. As for me and my house, we have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lamb of God is for us. And we thank you, Lord, for today I want to declare over you that if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you have the inheritance and you are an overcomer. Say, I'm an overcomer. So this is Romans 10, 11. Of course, there are many others to let you know. You are overcoming. This year, whatever challenge, we're going to agree together and whatever the enemy tries to do over you or your family, we are joined together. That's why I want to encourage those who can physically be here. They can drive in 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever, if you are able to come, it really helps, tremendously helps your faith and helps the body also, vice versa. But you are identified. Now, there are some who, because of some of the things they have been telling us, that the virus, all of that, we are, you are covered by the blood of Jesus, I want to say. And the Bible, the, the, the we even shared, the last few weeks, last, um, as we started the new year, that the blood covenant is yours. And the blessings of Abraham. Remember the blessings of Abraham. Galatians chapter 3. And we are inheritance. Our inheritance, as we have, get filled with the Spirit, we have the blessings of Abraham. So therefore you go to Deuteronomy 28 and... You don't have to just stay in the New Testament. You go back to the Old Testament. And under the blood, these are the advantages and the blessings that each of you have. And we're going to agree together that they are covering you. And today, wherever your son, wherever your daughter, with multiple sons and daughters, grandsons, granddaughters, we are sending them the blessing. They are part and they have the blessing of Abraham. So wherever they are, their finances are going to be blessed. They are not going to be under the yoke. We speak release. Where they have been captured by satanic spirits, they need to confess Jesus. We are claiming the promises of God that they have the inheritance of a blood-bought covenant. A believer who is, I, you, you are a priest before God. You are a prince Of the heavenly God, the Lord Jesus Christ is our leader and our pioneering family member. And he took the curse. So the word is the word is the word is powerful. And uh, sometimes we have the blessings, but we don't realize them. One of the big events I remember of my very young, young life in Kenya as I was growing up, I barely had finished kindergarten. And I was, I think about seven years old, maybe seven and a half. But one of the big events, it happened in, I'll, I may give you a clue. It was 1954. One of the big, big events. And for me at that time, I mean, it was one of the biggest Uh, pieces of news that we had. Now it wouldn't apply as much but it does. It is truth. But here's what happened. In May 1954 I was a kid growing up in one of the countries of the British Empire. So that was very important to the British and therefore in some ways important to everybody else on earth was that, that I, I don't think you would know or remember you, would, and you would not be part of may not even have been born but we received the news of so something unusual happening and it was a certain young man at that time who in a back back roads of Great Britain, there was a few thousand attending the event, but not millions or hundreds of thousands. But a young man called Roger Bannister broke the world record that had never been broken. So just think of entire history. And the Olympics had been taking place for 150 years that were in public information but no one I mean you're talking about way back at the Olympics in, in great I mean in, in Greece but since then nobody as, as long as they were making records nobody had given I mean raced in such a way that he broke they were able to run for four minutes. A mile that it was called. That was the big saying. Four-minute mile, four-minute mile. And all the coaches basically told the runners throughout the world, wherever they were, in Canada or Australia, wherever there were good events, nobody should even try to break the four-minute mile. And then there is this young man <laughs> called Roger Bannister. He ran not in the ideal they would say, no, no one can break it. You have to have this kind of temperature. You have to have a slight wind. You need to have this kind of ground to ever even think of breaking the four-minute mile. And yet, May 1954, Roger Bannister, he said, I'm going to train myself. There were a lot of bit. you know how the media is, they can lie. Most of it I think there have been an evil spirit when they devote themselves Say, you. are going to believe this evil lie. No one can ever run 4-minute mile." And this guy ignored all of that and ran in the worst circumstances, in the worst weather and on the worst ground. He broke the 4-minute mile. And until then, remember, for however long the Olympics were taking place, Nobody had ever run a four-minute mile and it was when it took place I mean all across the British Empire besides the the coronation of the new Queen the biggest news was a British believer in England has done the first four-minute mile official ever run and It was as if, I mean, this was, they had to all, all believed, no one can run four minutes. And then the entire history and anywhere in the world, no one had run that kind of record. After he did it, people realized, hey, you can do a four-minute mile. Until that time, even the coaches said, don't try. It's not possible. No human can do it. After that, in the next few years, there were more than a thousand people since 1954 who have broken this four million mile record. And so we are going to enter into this new year. I'm praying, Lord, anoint us, protect us. We plead the blood of Jesus over every family, over every one of you here and watching us on the internet, and we bless your family. We, so we are not that thing that says, oh, you got to fear infection. You are going to get infected. Don't you gather? You used to gather with your grandma and other members of the family, but oh, oh nope, no more. You cannot travel. You cannot go see your grandma. You cannot take... I mean, and so many restrictions because of COVID or whatever else. The, the limitations that have been put on the Christian community. I look at it and I say, what kind of junk are you putting on us? So we are supposed to live in fear. Now, I'm not saying those things are not not possibilities, but it will be in a regular... Life. We are not... As believers we God has not given us a spirit of fear of of power and love amen and so who's thinking of putting any kind of infection on me or my family my children or you your family your grandchildren all they're going to be we are going to take communion soon and we are again What we're doing is, it's not a new invention. We are just rehearsing now. I am never going to forget. I have the blessings of Abraham. I have the advantages. You, each family here, each head of household. I'm blessed to know that uh, we have one of the newest members of the Decker family was brought forth a week ago. And we might... I think I forgot the pictures but we'll show hopefully next week we'll show the the new child of God and that grandbaby has the advantages and the blessings as the his her grandparents love Jesus yes. and of course our parents too love Jesus I was privileged to be able to be there when they were married and so I know I'm a witness <laughs> and That little girl has all the advantages. She's covered by the blood of Jesus. Just as you, your child, children, your grandchildren, and so forth, are under the blood of Jesus. So we want to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you that all this junk, you're going to get this, you're going to get that. It does not. We are covered and we're going to appeal and plead the blood of Jesus Christ. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And we speak it over you. So you also, I mean, and there are so many promises, and we are going to try to have them visualize them in this coming year. As I, we start this new year in January, we, we are going to claim all the blessings over every family. And I stand with you and with every family Bonnie and I stand, our worship team, all our team together here and all the prayer watch leaders and all the shepherds and other shepherds. We are together and we are covering each other and blessing each other. My children will not be in debt because Jesus took that debt. We have the blessings of Abraham. Your bank account will never be empty Because we're going to claim the blood and become, we inherit, I'm an inheritor, you are an inheritor of the blessings of the blood of Jesus. So thank you, Lord, for that. Did you, what, do you have something? This is my partner.
0: Yes. Good morning, saints. It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord together. Praise the Lord. 2020 was a year of answered prayer like never before. We had decades of prayers that went up to heaven suddenly be answered. And you might say, how in the world can you say that? In this nation, the revelation, the plumb line, The clear division, dividing between light and darkness, good and evil, and really understanding the essential service that the church of Jesus Christ is in this nation is absolutely clearer than ever before. So thank you. For being here this morning. Thank you to all of you. Welcome to all of you who are joining online. And it's fascinating as we're watching even recent events unfold, we're finding out that the, the church that Jesus planted and the way that he formed her to uh, manifest herself in organized, organic, local congregations is going to be revived. Is going to be revived. Jesus is in our midst. And as he gave us, many of you saw even last Sunday when we started the year together, the Lord did something supernatural about giving us the theme of overcomers for 2021. And in that context, I we were speaking with Danielle Dinton. Danielle, wave your hand over there. And um, she came up after the service, her eyes wide and a big smile on her face because she had had a dream in the week that she was in the congregation and Susan Card came with a painting to uh, um, give to the congregation. And it just so happened that Susan and Greg Card were in the service with that painting, Overcomers, for us for this year. So we know very clearly that the Lord is pronouncing over each one, that this is a year of overcoming. And of course, we always go to Scripture. And we've been looking immediately uh, at the words of encouragement, the amazing revelation uh, to the church in John's vision, in his encounter with Jesus. And in the second and third chapters, and again in chapter 22, the risen Lord appears dynamically to the apostle and speaks to him a message for the church and repeats again and again and again with nine specific rewards ...to the ones who overcome. And the interesting thing about it is this event that's appearing... ...which John wrote down in letters. And then those letters were passed around between the congregations in a certain locale. And they specifically were sent to give the church a fresh reading on where it was at... ...and an exhortation and an anointing to overcome... And in each place, Jesus commended them for their strengths, and he exhorted them for the places that there were gaps and that there were holes. And then he made them a promise to him who overcomes, and he laid out specific rewards. And in the the very first one, this is in the Passion Bible, he says, Jesus says, I know all that you've done for me. You've worked hard. And persevered and I know this is true about this amazing family that we have the privilege to be a part of organically and for all of you that are joining with us our friends online our family everywhere you've worked hard and persevered say persevered Persevered. yes we have I know that you don't tolerate evil And I think this is one of the greatest blessings that we've had in this last year, because as believers, even the events in our nation with COVID and with all of the political stuff has allowed us a time to really draw in again to our first love. And to recognize and began to seek the Lord to be able to clearly discern between good and evil, between light and darkness, and then find the way that God wants us to conduct ourselves in this life. And that is exactly what it means to be an overcomer. He says, you've tested those who claim to be apostles and prove they are not, for they were imposters. And boy, have we had a year of testing people that we may have, leaders we may have trusted in, various other things, and are finding imposters. So the Lord is with us, and we need to take courage and recognize that he is raising, strengthening, anointing, and drawing together His church, his army, America uniquely was ordained as a vessel of salt among the nations, specifically for the gospel. And I think we see more in our lifetime now that we have failed in our mission for many reasons and much of that being because we've been so blessed we have not continued to be that vessel of the salt of the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations and even to our succeeding generations. But 2020 was the beginning of a great turnaround, and reviving has come and is continuing to come to the church. And look what he says. I know how you bravely endured trials and persecutions because of my name. And more than ever before in America 2020 and now with the beginning of 21 Christians are being canceled because we stand for the truth because we name the name of Jesus. And so we're looking for wisdom We're looking for daily nourishment to come from the King of Glory who is reigning in his throne. And uniquely through this blood covenant, he has joined each one of us individually and all of us corporately to himself personally at his throne. So we are not without knowledge, we are not without direction, guidance, provision, all of those things. And uniquely, The economy of God is worked out that he draws us into relational dynamics with other believers. And in the coming days, we will find our provision together in that context. And even now, with uh, the recent threats concerning restricting things regarding our electronics and the Internet and all of these things, and isn't it fascinating That COVID forced churches to get out of their sanctuaries and go online. And now, for political reasons, there's shutting down of a lot of those avenues. Very interesting. So this is an exciting time. And the words of Jesus are true for us all the more. I know you don't tolerate evil. You've tested and proved the imposters. I know how you've bravely endured trial and persecution because of my name, yet you have not become discouraged. So that's our word this morning. Take courage. Take courage because the Lord is with us. He says, I have this one thing you've left your first love. And so for the beginning of this year, let God revive the heart of affection for him, for his church, for one another, and for his kingdom. And I want to kind of let you off the religious guilt hook in this way. The majority of the exhortations of the Word of God coming to us, particularly through the New Testament, is about loving one another, loving believers. And so may God give us a year of enriched relationship among Christians where there is no division in his body. But that love and that support and that encouragement is there. He says, think how far you've fallen from that first affection that you had for me. Let it be renewed and revived. And he says, the one whose heart is open, let him listen carefully to what the spirit is saying now. Say now. To all the churches and to the one who overcomes, I will give access to feast on the fruit of the tree of life that is found in the paradise of God. And we know that this is ultimately talking about the tree (laughs) that is growing, will be growing in the midst of the eternal city. That through that blood covenant, we have entrance now, but we will personally enter in together into that city, the overcomers. Say overcomers. And so Pastor Mahesh and I are going to be exhorting you again and again to recognize who you are. That through Christ, he has given us everything we need for every good work. And he has given us his own spirit to be with us and in us. So there is nothing and no one and no circumstance that should be able to overwhelm us. Because through the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony, we have overcome. And this year, we are going to eat from the tree of life. We're going to eat on Jesus. We are going to receive and become messengers of nourishment where there is a famine of the word of God in our land. We are going to receive and become ministers of supernatural healing that is in the leaves of that tree. And so starting today, nourishment, daily for you from jesus christ and the anointing to heal the anointing of healing i had two unusual things happen to me in the last couple of days and you know how the lord speaks to us and we can have these little events as living parables in our lives that Show us the Lord is with us, and then also we learn a little lesson. Gives us a little instruction. I lost the key fob to my car. I hadn't been able to drive my car for almost a week. Thankfully, we have another vehicle. But I was frustrated and frantic. And I looked everywhere. I turned everything upside down. I tried to retrace retrace my steps. And that in and of itself, I think, is what we do sometimes in our relationship with the Lord. We feel like we've lost or forgotten something or failed somewhere or something and, you know, can get sucked into this black hole of trying to, you know, piece it out and dissect it and recover and do whatever and uh, And and I just finally I I had come to the thing where I I would then I started looking into how much it was gonna cost me and what I was gonna have to do to get a new key fob and this and that and something else. And of all things, I was on the phone with Peter and Carol. And Peter had given me a gift a week or so before. And I was in the process of looking for this key, I was cleaning out everything. And I was in a certain room or laundry room actually and I was cleaning out everything and in folding and putting away things I grabbed the bag that Peter had given me and just before I picked up that bag I said you know what we were talking about other things I said you all can you just agree with me I lost my key fob to my car and and I need that angel that goes and finds things to help me because I really don't want to go and pay two, three, four hundred dollars 400 get a new one. Peter said, you know what? I'll come tomorrow. I'll pick you up. I'll take you. I'll buy you a new key fob. That, let me be that. Let that be my gift to you. I said, thank you, Peter. That's awesome. But can you disagree with me? And so Carol was like, Lord, that angel that fires things, we agree that you would help Bonnie find her key fob. At that moment, I was reaching out my hand as I was cleaning up things, picking up things. And I picked up the bag. And there was a weight in it. And I shook it. And I, it was my key fob. Here's the lesson. We are going to agree with one another for instant answers to prayer. We are agreeing that the lost things will be recovered. And we are agreeing that every key that God has given you to overcoming you will firmly grasp in your hand and use in the year of 2020. And the next morning, I was fast asleep and I woke suddenly to a man's voice and it wasn't the pastor. It was a clear and loud, audible man's voice reading the book of Jeremiah. And... I had to look over at my, on my iPad, and I got to tell you, I didn't have the app on it. I, I cannot explain to you how that came up on my iPad and was audibly reading out loud. But obviously, it was a weird enough moment to make me stop and think and start considering. And in a nutshell, this is what I want to leave you morning by morning the bible says he awakens me with his voice to give me the ear of a learned one and so in 2021 in those hours of waking just between sleep and consciousness the voice of the lord is coming to you for your day for the season for your decisions for all of the things, for your mission, for those you will be encountering with a word for them. This is going to be a very supernatural year. And at the end of 21, we are going to be rejoicing and shouting hallelujah. We
1: have overcome. And... The thing at the aspect of the supernatural. Once you become an inheritor and you, you are designated, really you are a believer in Jesus, therefore, like I said, ergo, you are an overcomer because Jesus was an overcomer. And you find, and there are ups and downs that you may have. God understands, but he wants to encourage you. The thief has come, but I have come to give you abundant life. Give you life and that more abundantly. Say more abundantly. more abundantly. So we are claiming for each family, therefore, because of the word of God says so, that you are an overcomer. He has given you abundance and even more abundance. There is a meaning behind that, that you will abound and not decrease, that the abundance of God is available. You want to thank God. One of the habits I would encourage is, when you get up, the first thing uh, is start thanking God, or just say, Howdy, Lord. It's good to see you. But acknowledge His presence from the first hour as you get up. And the aspect that Jesus carried with him and therefore you too. And at the near the end of his life, John the Baptist was somewhat shaken because of the, I'm sure because of the treatment he got, but he sends his disciples and said, Did I, did I see all of that? And did I say all of that? And his followers come to Jesus and ask him, John the Baptist wants to know, are you the one? who we are to follow, or is there anybody else? And Jesus says in Luke 7, he says, uh, <clears throat> then Jesus answering, Luke 7, 22, said unto them, go away your way and tell John what things you have seen and heard. So it's not just a report. They have seen this and they have heard. Say seen. See? Heard. So both those senses are there involved. How? That the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to the poor, and and the gospel is preached to the poor. And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. And when the messengers of John were departed, he began to speak into the people concerning John. Um, but here is the indication for us too. Wherever the Lord is, this is what's happening. It's a blessing. Impossible things are happening. And then we see later on with his disciples the same thing in, in the book of Acts. The lame are leaping. The, the lepers have been cleansed. And so... We have the commission. All authority has been given unto me. That is exousia. Uh, And you shall receive power. And that's dunamis. And we are supposed to have both. So I am, and I'm saying all of us, as we hearken to his voice, and see especially, I'm stirred up when I see, for me it really is effective, that, The advantages and the blessings of covenant are with me because there are powers being loosed that one way or the other, it seems like, I don't know. This is my perspective that the enemy wants to divide and make the church less powerful. The more we are separated, the more lonely we are. And we want to encourage us to be in constant communication. And especially, God has given us grace always to speak and bless on Sunday mornings, on Friday nights, and then any other time. There are people who are gathered in their homes with us. There are 17 people in one group that are watching us right now. And so the anointing is there. We are going to be agreeing for the power to be released and the lord said so these things will happen and go back and report what you see the blind receive sight the lepers walk etc cetera, etc cetera. and then romans 8:37 says we are more than conquerors we are overcomers god is making us conquerors so in the months and days to come the enemy may throw some obstacles Over us. We're going to overcome. With the provision. Of the blood of Jesus. And your inheritance has been changed. Because. Of Jesus. And every every curse that could come on you. He took it. And he's taking it today. And we say. When the obstacles come. Philippians 4.13. Says. I can do all things. Through Christ, who strengthens me, say I can do all things.
0: I can do all things.
1: Through Christ.
0: Through Christ,
1: who strengthens me.
0: Who strengthens me?
1: So who is strengthening you? It is above all the Jesus Lord Christ. God. It is not a government agency. Right. It's. I'm not going to look at government, when like Joshua, the great example of among the uh, so many things. It's in Ezra, by the, as we are. Going through this season of prayer and fasting, we look at certain examples. One of them was Ezra. And there were going to be bandits all the way as they were making a tra- uh, trek from, as former slaves, they have been released now to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And uh, he says, I'm not going to ask the king for help. We are going to pray together and fast together and say, Lord, look at the threats out there. You give us, you protect us, Lord. We're not going to want to give credit to other situations. You are the one who is going to protect us. And sure enough, God supernaturally protects them, corporately and individually. The blessings of Abraham come. Part of it is they are able, the enemy is not conquering them. They are going to conquer the enemy. And we see this in different occasions. Obstacles will come. Some, they are biggies. And yet the Lord shows up. One of the great ones that it's so much fun to meditate on is the, the Hebrew children with the emperor. And they say, we are not going to bow to you and worship you, even though that's what the orders are. Our God is going to rescue us. And if not, even if not, we will still follow him. Yep. And sure enough, in the several messages, that one of the great messages that uh, Old Robert said when I was a young pastor, that I, I heard about his saying, but God did not count that there would be a fourth man in the furnace. There are three Hebrew children, but the fourth man joins them in the hottest fire in history, I think that even the ones who threw the, the slaves into the fire, even they were burned to a crisp. And in the midst, the fourth man, Jesus Christ himself, turns up. And so again and again, God has said, you are going to ob- overcome obstacles. The obstacles are not going to overcome you. So as this wonderful new year opens itself. We're going to say we are more than conquerors. Can I throw in a
0: bit of biblical history trivia? Sure. That because of course I woke up with Jeremiah speaking to me. I've been paying attention to Jeremiah and I'm amazed at how many of you in this congregation have been saying in the last you know month it's been Jeremiah, Jeremiah. But interesting thing about Jeremiah's ministry. During a particular time of his ministry, when God appointed him, and by the way, Christians, we are not supposed to withdraw or disengage from our world. Our entire Bible is a political book. Everything about the mission and the conflict and the contrast of the message of God in the earth is about the clash of kingdoms, the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of man in abdication from God. And therein is the rub or the battle, so to speak. But that event of we all know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the fourth man in the fire, do you know what was happening at exactly that same moment that that event was taking place in Babylon? Over in Israel. With Jeremiah. Jeremiah was given the prophetic word of the Lord. To go to the king. And the king was surly. And he was not walking in line with the Lord. And when the word of the Lord was delivered to him in a letter. Now think about this for a second. About how powerful. The word of the Lord is. Or should I say, how specifically intent on fulfilling his plan God is. And he's working. Right now, God is working in the nations. And the events in America are tied to many other events in the nations. And behind the whole scheme, God is going to get his way. Ultimately, he is working all things together that the whole earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. And we find ourselves in our generation, we know, therefore, we are called to these hours, to these days. And we're going to face them with the anointing, with the glory, and with the word of God. But at the very moment that those three were thrown into the furnace and the fourth man showed up, over in Israel, Jeremiah was prophesying to the king. And he he read, he had, he had um, four portions of the word of God, of the prophetic word of the Lord. And as the messenger started delivering the word of the Lord to the king, the king got so incensed that he grabbed the, the scroll and slit it with his knife and threw it into the fire. He threw the three portions of the word of the Lord into the fire and it was happening, this is Bible history, at the same time that those men were thrown into the furnace. And what, yeah, come on, just think about this. There was something, a bond between what God was executing and how he was using his people in the midst of nations and before kings to set forth and demonstrate his word. And so while the king in Israel was able to burn the words that were on paper, Nebuchadnezzar, was not able to destroy the living epistles, those servants. But isn't that a fascinating? It's one of many things where the Bible overlaps, and behind the scenes, God is working. So again, take courage. We are in for some very exciting days. And some of the very difficulties of this last year are the evidences that God is setting us up to be used in mighty demonstrations of his glory. So I hope you're excited about 2021. It was interesting you mentioned that, Pastor. That was one of the most interesting things that I read in the history of Jeremiah, that these two events were taking place simultaneously and how it represented that God sits in the heavens and laughs, he governs the nations, and he's like, well... Let me show you what happens. You can burn the words on paper, but my servants you cannot destroy. <laughs> Tried to cancel them, but they weren't canceled.
1: Hallelujah. Give a clap offering. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So in the coming days, if there is some hindrance. God's, going, those are opportunities for God's signs and wonders and breakthroughs and miracles for you and your family. Don't get into, in any way, be depression or anxiety or fear or defeat. God does not give us fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And these coming day, days, if the obstacle jumps up, these are divine appointments where he was going to show himself mighty just as the fourth man showed up in the furnace and all through the bible you know that god is going to do greater things than this unbelieving witch army that out there that tries to from time to time to time uh, shows up and tries to do things against i've seldom ever seen Even in the U.S., there's kind of opposition that comes up. But it's just laugh and realize these are opportunities for miracles, signs, and wonders. That's why Jesus himself says, "Um, go back and report what you hear and what you see. The blind receive sight. The lepers are cleansed. The cripples walk. Even the dead are raised. And... You are going to see even greater things, I believe. The Lord himself is arising in this hour. And also, during this, some of the shenanigans that have been going on the last few weeks in certain states, like I believe New York, um, but some people trying to just simply be earn a living, that the government agencies in some places tried to shut down people who had businesses, all of that. We pray and bless those people. And uh, and in that context, I do want to encourage all of us, make sure we give priority to the Lord Jesus and his church. Don't say, well, I got to, because of this kind of stuff, I got to work so hard every day and all that. Nope. God set a different set of priorities. And he said in Exodus I believe in Exodus 20, by the way, he's just said, by the way, the way you behave is six days you work hard. On the seventh day, it belongs to the Lord. Just give it that and test and see if I won't do awesome, fun stuff for you and miracles and signs. So I am in faith. I am in ready to write down the testimonies of the Lord saying, God, you haven't even begun. This is so much stuff. And the big, I believe, some of the, whether it was the emperors of uh, Persia or whether it is the governors of New York, I don't care, whatever the Lord is going to give us.
0: Or the members of Congress.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it is quite L- listen. surprising
0: the pontificating and hypocritical temerity of this sacred temple has been desecrated. I heard that so many times at like 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning listening to the um, congressional (laughs) falderall. Um, But... We are going to continue to press in prayer. And these days, thank God, we're fasting now. And now it's prayer and fasting. And we're continuing to press in prayer. What are we pressing for? We're pressing in prayer for our nation. Refusing to let wickedness take our inheritance. We're recognizing, admitting, and freeing ourselves from what has become a dependence on the four-year presidential election cycle. We're getting delivered from that. Um, And in the coming days, it's it's one of the reasons why you need to cultivate your first love experience all the more so that every morning when you wake up, you have the clear word. Because you're going to hear a lot of other words. And oh, my goodness, in the last 24 hours... There is everything from serious to dangerous to crazy um, coming at us from all sides. And at the same time, we are seeing some of the most dramatic violations of the foundations of America's constitutional freedoms. So all of these things are opportunities. I believe that there are going to be new millionaires and billionaires created out of inventions from the church from godly, righteous people, there has been a massive transfer of wealth, and all of the big tech monopolies, and all of these things, during taking advantage of the COVID thing, and all of these are reasons for us to be like the original church. And the original church were the ones who were the founders of all of the the things that the. Became healthcare systems and all of those kind of ideas. It was because the believers knew that they had overcome even death ultimately through the blood of Jesus. And for that reason, they fully engaged in their culture and they kept fully connected within the covenant bodies that, that, you know, God had planted in their locales. So 2021 is going to be a great year. But between now and January 20th and March 4th, we're going to continue to pray and to fast that the Lord would hear our prayers, that he would intervene, and that he would not allow a scepter of wickedness to rest on our land. Amen?
1: Remember, I mean, just... We, some of this we want to hold on to the fundamentals and practice them, and and don't say, don't well, have been there, got gotten the t-shirt. No, we we will reemphasize some of the things that we need to. Uh, sometimes we, the years pass, we we take these for granted, and then it's a fresh revelation. We, I remember a story way back when we. I think may have shared it before, but the the story of an uh, in the the teens, 20s in 1910, and the years that follow later. But the shipping, there were a lot of immigrants that came to the U.S. from Eastern Europe, from Russia and Europe and other places. But uh, one of the stories of this poor immigrant, he got. Together, enough money to buy a ticket to immigrate to the U.S. He was going to bring his family later, but uh, the and then you had to uh, just. Uh, he thought he was an impression, and he would do this every day of the travel that he would get out. He had folded it, you know in some cloth and some of the wrapping, uh, some pieces of bread and some cheese. And on the last day as they were coming in, there was a breakfast for people by the, uh, the shipping company that had, of course, brought them from all those ports in Europe to the US. And the captain sees this man unpacking his cheese and bread that was now starting to rot the last day. And the captain stops this man and says, can you tell me why you are eating some of this almost rotting cheese and bread? Um, There's a wonderful meal you can have in the cafeteria. And the man said, I just have enough to buy this ticket. That's all. I couldn't afford the fee for a lunch or uh, in the cafeteria and the <laughs> captain shakes his head and says don't you realize that when you bought this ticket it included all your meals you could have gone anytime and eaten it and the <laughs> immigrant just is in consternation that he could, all these days and he could have had nice meals every day. Instead he was doing without it. And uh, I heard this many years ago in context of all the blessings and benefits that Jesus has earned for us on the cross. And already, the blessings of Abraham are yours through Jesus Christ. So there is nothing else to do except follow him. And if we can witness for him, praise God. But the blessings are already yours. So say with me the blessings are mine and my children's and my church. The blessings of Abraham through the blood of Jesus, I am overcoming in this new year. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings in 2020 and in 2021. I welcome the fourth man in the furnace and all his blessings. Thank you, Lord. We
0: hope you enjoyed this message. To order more great resources by Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda, visit us at chavdaministries.org. For a full catalog of our products, you can call us at 1-800-730-6264. God bless you.